Blog Talk Radio. And if you, you know, it, it makes you wonder, 
What's and, going on? You know, what the hell is going on, and why are these people? You know, How did he get to be where he got? Yeah, I mean, what, what put him there, and and then and and who is this Bannon? You know, and who is this actual Breitbart? Uh, and Breitbart, and they're what? The, what are they? And I, my my opinion is they're 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 nothing but provocateurs. You know, they're they're uh, you know they're supporting Trump and all this kind of crap, but essentially, you know. What are the what are they actually promoting with a guy like that? You know? That's a good question. You know, and what and 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 if you look at Breitbart and you look at the stuff that they write, it's very provocative, it's very outgoing. Some of it it Wonder Bannon it was it was a little more conservative, or not conservative but a little more restrained. But under this one it's not. I mean they get shit they get stuff that they, I you know, you don't want to talk about. But, you know, they're constantly out there and, you know, they're constantly bombarding you with everything. So and what is understand. the bottom line? What happened to this guy then? Well, he had to, re- he, he, had, he, had to re- he was forced to resign, okay, from Brett Park. Uh, his book deal with Simon & Schuster was canceled, and he had a $215,000 advance on that book. So they thought it was going to be something big. Mm-hmm. And then they pulled it and canceled him. Uh, see, he was supposed to be a, a speaker at the CPAC convention. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they withdrew that all in the same day. Boom, 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 boom. Everything. The minute that thing came out, and I was I, I was disgusted. So I can imagine every it looked like everybody on the you know that was disgusted and wanted to pull away from. This is another thing. You know, it's a question of who knew what and when did they know it, mm-hmm. and why oh, yeah. were they protecting the guy if That's they knew the, it well, for yeah. quite a while? And if the guy, I mean, and how could he be a spokesman? Well, I mean today there are no today there are no secrets. Yeah, but but he's got his own show on Breitbart. Okay, he's got that alt right show on on there. This you, is you, what go I'm, the, you go to the website and it's, it's right there. This is what I'm saying. Today yeah. there are no secrets. Nobody can hide anything. Well, they can, but uh, very difficult. Know, but I mean, if you're openly provocative, if you're in the uh, communication business and you're communicating, that's all right. Time, that's right. Then what does that tell you? You know, what does that tell you? Kind of scary thought. Yeah. So, you know, it's just it's just. It overwhelms you, you know. With it, with that was just something that really, really annoyed the hell out of me when I saw it, and um, uh, and it made you really wonder. This I don't know if it's true or not. Some have said it's not. Undergroundnewsreport.com. Uh, most of the liberals and Hillaryites say it's fake news, but hey, you know. They're, co- they're, co- they're quoting. Go up to the top. Yeah, they're quoting Jeff Sessions. You know what I mean? What'd you say? Read the news. Oh, sorry. What are you I, I was underground report. I was trying to read underneath. It just says real news you won't get from the mainstream media. Okay. All right. But in this particular one, there's a whole lot of stuff here, but this particular one is on uh, the new release by, uh, uh, and a new uh, a new statement, rather, uh, just released on Sunday, I guess. Now, nobody's picked this up. As far as I can tell, is the first. So you don't know whether it's true or not. Right. But, you know, it says U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions announced Sunday evening that he is in coordinating with FBI Director James Comey to reopen the investigation into Hillary Clinton's private email servers after new evidence involving child trafficking has come to light. Some speculate that Trump administration held off their plans to indict Clinton on conspiracy charges waiting to avoid interference from former President Barack Hussein Obama. But Sessions assured the press that an indictment was indeed coming soon and that they have enough evidence to put her away for a long time, get that in quotes, and Clinton has not yet returned uh, calls to comment. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that or not. Well, you never know. You know, there's a lot of stuff out that is true, not true. I I don't know. But this came along a legitimate group uh, here. So, uh, hey, maybe it's true. Maybe it ain't. But it's mentioned. Now, here's a follow-up here. Why I, why I kind of believe that that was true is that uh, this is from the same underground report, uh, .com. Uh, but it says WikiLeaks just uh, released uh, one of the lost emails. Mm-hmm. All right? And you can't fake this because this is on Hillary on on WikiLeaks. It says uh, this uh, this uh, hang on a second. This was 
just released uh, yesterday. Um, well, you, this is a lost email, and it's said, from it's from Hillary uh, to no, Barack. It says to uh, Uma, okay, Abed in Uba, Abba Abba Barack, uh, Podesta J, uh, Affleck. I don't know who Affleck is. I don't know if it's Ben or what. <laughs> the and Pelosi, all right. These are this this uh, all goes to them. This this mm-hmm. uh, and he had, it all CC to them. But this is uh, is dear Barack. This is a letter from an email from Hillary that was deleted and later found. When we began the pizza arrangement, I thought we were uh, going to be more careful than this operating from the White House is not what I originally had in mind. Remember that the hot dogs uh, can come, but if you make a spectacle out of it, that will be our downfall. Now, the hot dogs... Those are is, code words? Hot dogs are, are oh, code words, yes, for, for uh, you know... Little boys. Boys, I guess, boys and girls, too. And uh, for children, you know. But if you make a spectacle out of it, that will be our downfall. Please know that I am speaking as a friend. You are the president and can do as you like, but I have to say I think it would be wiser to restrict this activity to our predetermined locations. Let me know uh, what everyone thinks. We can vote on it if you like. Thanks. Hillary. Uh, I don't that, know whether that's real either. Well, that was released uh, January 25th, 2011, when she was in the State Department. Oh, my God. All right? Now, this is what they found. All right? One of the one of the leaks that were, were, uh, were put out there. There's another one underneath that one. What does that one say? What's that? There's another wiki. Oh, 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 it's the same one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. A downfall. They were just saying that she, you know, she, you know. An email addressed to former uh, Barack Obama, Uma Abedin, and John Podesta, among others. Clinton strangely references a pizza arrangement, hot dogs, and predetermined locations. Okay. And uh, email supports the allegation that Clinton, among other Washington Democrats, are guilty of operating a child trafficking project, and uh, thus Pizzagate. Yes, how that came the email out. refers to activity in the White House, seemingly confirming recent reports that the president was operating a pedi- pedophilia ring within the White House. Hey. Julian Assange, founder of WikiLeaks, said of the email, the evidence is there, Hillary and Obama are, are done for. Now we're just waiting for President Trump to take action. People often don't want to believe the news because it's unpleasant, Assange added, but the facts are facts. Assange claims the email is among several of that WikiLeaks will be releasing over the coming weeks that were originally deleted and acid washed by Clinton and her confidants. Yeah, and the interesting thing about this, and like I say, is uh, that uh, it implicates... Barack Obama, mm-hmm. okay, but it's not, you know, do you remember the uh, the White House scandal uh, where Bush Sr. Mm-hmm. was found with a whole bunch of uh, 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 boy, boy prostitutes, Yeah. okay, in the White House, mm-hmm. okay, they were saying, and they were, and, and a whole expose was done on that, a guy wrote an entire book, we interviewed, remember, mm-hmm. and, uh, and what happened was, is that uh, G. H. W. Bush, okay, uh, G. You know, the father was a pedophile, mm-hmm. and then his son was one as well. But his son really liked guys, okay. He was mm-hmm. really gay, but he used to have a he had a, a boy toy. He had uh, Jeff Gannon, who mm-hmm. disguised as a blogger, all right. But Jeff Gannon was allowed in the White House, officially registered, okay, because mm-hmm. they all have to register who visits the White House. Uh, 200 times in the last year that he, that Obama, uh, that Bush was in, was was president, mm-hmm. and Jeff Gannon was a known, uh, 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 a known uh, male es- es- escort mm-hmm. who used to advertise in the uh, and was advertised in the uh, 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 Soldier of Fortune magazines. Okay, so. I mean, this guy was known, and that and that whole thing spilled out. Remember in 2006? I do remember, but nobody did anything or fixed it up. Or well, they did, but nobody, but the press never made an issue out of it other than the Washington Times, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and it was done. But you know, 
you don't see the lib media going crazy, or you didn't see the other one going crazy now, you know. And so it, it's a whole, it's a whole conspiracy, man, a whole conspiracy of of uh, trying to bring Trump down. You know what I mean? Trying to bring him down. Anyway, um, nah. Oh, that's really horrible. Yeah.
milder versions. Right. Milder variants under the Asperger's disorder or the catch-all pervasive development disorder, not otherwise specified. Um, but so let's drop those from calculation, even though mild is a relative term when it comes to autism. That means upwards of 50 Amish people of all ages should be living in Lancaster County with full-spectrum autism, the classic autism, first described in 43 uh, John Hopkins. Okay. The full syndrome disorder is hard to miss, characterized by market abnormal or impaired development in social interaction and communications and markedly uh, restricted repertoire of activities and interests, according to Diagnostic Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Um, but um, why bother looking for them among the Amish because they could hold clues to the cause of autism. Important, yeah, go ahead. Important to note about Dan Olmsted, UPS, the UPI research articles on autism. This report explains that they are some of the most feared in the United States. So much so that former Emmy award-winning CBS News journalist. Cheryl Atkinson, whom Olmsted had worked with on a television program about the U.S. Army's uh, lyrium cover-up, has personally archived them. And when Atkinson herself asked officials from the Center of Disease Control about the lack of autism in the unvaccinated Amish, they outrageously told her it was because these uh, primitive religious farmers didn't <laughs> use electricity. <laughs> So electricity is the Oh, yeah, electricity is the reason for autism. Okay. And so feared, in fact, are Dan Olston's UPI research articles on autism. This report notes that Cheryl Atkinson had to archive them on a server, the island kingdom of Tonga, on a server, having them archived under the top-level country domain code of .to, as all U.S. search engines are programmed to delete them if found on .com or .org websites. Not just uh, where Dan Olstead, uh, see that? Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. All, all uh, Google, everywhere, they're all, they're all instructed to delete these. Uh, these uh, Anything uh, controversial that they don't agree with. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure that's not the only thing. Oh, no, it's everything. Not just where Dan Olstead's article about autism feared. The report continues, but also his very person, and as evidenced by just weeks prior to his own death, he began receiving anonymous warnings threatening his life if he dared to meet with President Trump. Soon after, followed by the mysterious death of his sister's ex-husband, and that on a day prior to meeting, uh, and on the day prior to meeting Trump, as if he knew what was going to happen, he cryptically wrote his own death message, ending it with these words: "ASP." APS for 217. If you say what you think and stick to your guns and you're right, like my pediatrician and many of you who read AOA every week, uh, sometimes even the President and the United States will come around to agreeing with you. father of her children died this morning after this column was posted. Everybody dies and everybody knows it, but even so, it's been a deathful year. Celebrities, friends, family, children with autism, why pretend? I think most of us are just hoping to get out of it without any more demises, our own or anyone else's. This is why people sing Old Lang Syne, I guess, because at the end of the year and at funerals, it's letting go of the old and the painful and welcoming the new and the promising. It's best accompanied by enough beer or wine or whatever to be truly mawkish or comfortably numb. So we're almost out with the old, and by tomorrow we'll be focused on the new. But today let me bid a brief adieu and give a couple of people in my own life their due. 
The year for me began with the death of my sister Sally, a lovely and kind-spirited person who had her share of challenges and met the well and told jokes a lot better in the worst of circumstances than I do in the best. As close as I felt to her while she was alive and especially during the last couple of crappy years for her, I have not found myself thinking about her as much as I expected I would. Our relationship felt complete when she died, so maybe that's it. But honestly, I don't know. Maybe this is how we go forward. I will send her good wishes at midnight. It does make me cherish my other wonderful sibling, Rosie, all the more, and I will be sending her wishes for a good year at the same time. Now the year is ending with a word that my childhood pediatrician, Dr. Robert Engelhammer, has passed away. I have a lot of good memories of him back in my youth in Danville, Illinois, one of which is that he invariably ended my visit with telling me how incredibly healthy I was. I think he was compensating a bit for my single mother who worried about scrapes, strains, and scratches that would not trouble, say, a father of five boys. This is kind of like yeah. getting a little... Lady and blah, blah. Uh, I, well, I don't know if he died right after he wrote this, though. This he wrote this on his last day. Okay. I think it just... No, the, 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 blah, blah, blah. Okay, a PS for 278. If you say that, what do you think and stick to your guns and you are right. Like my pediatrician, many of you who read it every weekend. Okay, we read that. So this is basically a suicide note, his uh, death note. Yeah. But, I mean, it's like, yeah. He just had so many losses, I guess. That yeah. That's what he was writing about at that time. Yeah, but what what I'm curious about is how he, uh, how, you know, see, you know he died, but I, I mean, was it the day before you, met, you got to see him? I think that was it. It was the day before you got to see the president. Yeah, so you know they don't want you. They don't want this news out there. I guess I don't know. Maybe we're it's on Facebook. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't censored, so the word must get out there. Don't mess with the vaccines, man, or you will be dead. Right? Yeah. Oh well. Two hundred seventy-nine earthquakes just hit near Vancouver in less than twenty-four hours. Jeez, imagine that. Yeah. That was a lot of earthquakes, man. Mm-hmm. Right up around Seattle, too. Uh, lots of stuff's happening out there. And oh, bad weather, crazy tremors, you know, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Really getting hit. Uh, it's just, it doesn't say anything. It's just, uh, Is that on the fault line? It just shows where all of them are. Yeah, right here. Mm-hmm. It's right near Seattle. I wonder how serious they were. funny you didn't hear anything about it on the news. No. I wonder why. Hmm. Well, that's happening. You can check that out somewhere at pnsn.org. Oh, you ought to read that one. This one? Yeah. I, I can't stand it. She, uh, this is uh, Mika Brzezinski, okay, and her classic statement about uh, Trump has no right to uh, tell us how to think. That's our job as uh, as uh, as the media to tell people what to think. <laughs> That's true. Here's the classic statement by Mika Brzezinski in Morning Joe. He's doing, what are you so surprised about? He's doing exactly what he said he's going to do. Well, and I think that the dangerous, you know, edges here are that he's trying to undermine the media, trying to make up his own facts, and it could be that while unemployment and uh, the, the economy worsens, he could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think, and that is the that is if our job. So, so that is actually control exactly what people think, and that's her job. That's the That's what she said. You hardly heard it at the end. Yeah, that is our, our job. That's the mainstream media. You know, it's our job. But you know, stupid is as stupid does. Here's a here's one for Connecticut here. You know, 
says, Fiscal suicide. Connecticut Governor Malloy's $40 billion budget. We shall read about that in a second here. Let's throw in all the, all the crappy little pop-up ads here. All right. This is from Forbes magazine. And a guy named Rex is something.
Beatty, a chemical engineering researcher at the American University of Sharjah, has done an extensive study which looked at uh, the effects of aluminum on cooking. He found that a meal cooked in aluminum foil may contain up to 400 milligrams of aluminum. The higher the temperature, the more the leaching. Foil is not suitable for cooking and it's not suitable for using with vegetables like tomatoes, citrus juices, or spices. Holy Christ. And to sum up, uh, even though this simple tool is budget-friendly and helps prepare tasty meals, it's extremely bad for your brain, for your bones, and ultimately for your lungs. Mm. Therefore, if you would like to avoid brain-related issues, problems with your bones, ending up with a pair of unhealthy lungs, make sure you stop cooking with aluminum foil. What about aluminum pans? Well, I'm sure it's probably the same. people 
how far would you go to make the people you don't like mad? Well, over the weekend, we found out how the Conservative Political Action Conference, the premier gathering of conservative activists, answered that question. The conference invited semi-famous internet troll Milo uh, Yadapoulos to be a keynote speaker in his year's confab, then disinvited him after, that's Brett, Brett Bart, you know, uh, disinvited him after videos emerged of him condoning sex between 13-year-olds and adults. The misogyny and racism you know, uh, Yanopoulos traffics in were apparently not a problem, but pedophilia was just a bit too far. And Yanopoulos is, in the end, not a particularly interesting figure on his own terms, uh, if you want to know what he's all about. But he's a troll, a provocateur, someone whose shtick is to say outrageous things and then, um, sorry, uh, things and then goad liberals into objecting to them or even trying to keep him from speaking on college campuses, and they often eagerly oblige. Indeed, before canceling Yanopoulos' appearance, the head of the American Conservative Union, which uh, mounts CPAC, defended the invite to the conference that will feature speeches by President Trump, Vice President Pence, Steve Bannon, and Rice, uh, Rance Priebus, and a lengthy list of politicals. Now, you see, this is interesting to me, Vladimir, because they invited that guy, you know, yeah. to speak with Trump and Bannon and everybody else, you know? Yeah. Now, what the hell is with that guy? Why do they do this? Now, th that's what made this interesting article, because... Um, uh, but even the CPAC guys said that uh, that they thought it would be interesting and good to hear Yanopoulos' important perspective on fighting political correctness on campus, right? Well, uh, a part of, of, I see political correctness as not being a pig when you get up and talk. No, it's like, well, it's like, it's like yeah, if you, you don't have to say, and I put it in quotes, fuck every other word. Well, that's what they do. Like Bill Mars, he says fuck all the time on his side. Well, you know, I don't, don't want to listen to what you have to say. I don't yeah, need to listen yeah, to a litany yeah, yeah. of squares and dirty talk. Yeah, it's like, it's like the big thing now. That, uh, to like say. nobody ever heard the word. It's very popular among uh, middle school boys. Yeah. yeah. You know, grow up. Yeah, really. All right. Uh, but the, Never been popular among girls. Well, it's getting there now. I guess it's getting there now. But, but the question is not whether the focus was cast aside why he became such a celebrity on the right in the first place. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, and I thought this was it. The reason is that conservatives are obsessed with the idea of making liberals mad, and that's something Yanopoulos was really good at. All right? One of the pillars of Donald Trump's presidential campaign was his idea that he would free his supporters from the straitjacket of political correctness and let them tell those bastards exactly what they think. As one popular T-shirt at Trump rallies during the campaign read, Trump 216, fuck your feelings, okay? And this antagonizing impulse is behind things like rolling coal, uh, in which owners of diesel trucks trick them, out, uh, trick them out to expel as much black smoke as possible. I didn't know that they did that purposely. Did you? No. Ever get behind a, a, you know, a diesel truck? which owners of diesel trucks took them out to expel as much black smoke as possible. They take particular delight in enveloping a Prius in a cloud of fumes, then posting the video to YouTube on Instagram. Take that, a viral hippie. It's why Sarah Palin showed up at her CPAC speech a few years ago with a big gulp, just to tell Mike Bloomberg where he could shove his soda tax to the lusty cheers of the crowd. This is a kind of public performance of negative partnership, Partisanship. Uh, the increasing tendency of Americans who both sides of the aisle to define their political identities less by their affection for their own party and more by the dislike of the other party. If, what, if, if what's important is that the other side is wrong, what could be better than figuring out what really gets their goat? They then doing exactly that thing as loudly as possible. Hmm. There's a problem, though. Exasperating your opponents may feel good, but it doesn't actually accomplish anything. That's and, right. And this is... And Maybe this, they don't want to accomplish anything. No. This is a question all political action is to confront. And see, it's exactly what's going on in, 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 the, in the Congress right now. Mm -hmm. Is they're, you know, they're both fighting with each other so much 
that they're not doing anything. Right. They're doing nothing, and and they're doing that purposely. Okay. The Democrats are doing that purposely. Well, so are the Republicans on the other side. Well, they were. Mm-hmm. Now they're trying to get something done, but they're being stalemated by the other side, the same way the opposite was. And uh, it's it's amazing that we actually have a functioning government at all, you know? Well, or, do we? or do we? You know? What good does this do? There's actual. There's always be some distance between any kind of political engagement and the changes one would like to see. But if you find yourself saying, "Man, this is really going to tick them off," ha, then you might want to do some thinking about whether you're achieving something or just having fun. But let's take a counterexample. The left's uh, most viable political action visible political action of the moment in which Democrats turn up in large numbers at town hall meetings of their Republican representatives making a lot of noise in opposition to Republican plans to repeal the Affordable Health Care Act. But here's no doubt, there's no doubt that forcing your representative particularly if he's one of the, of the other party, to squirm and even make a dash for his car to escape the wraths of constituents is exciting. But the protest also increases pressure on that representative, making it clear to him that there will be a political cost to repeal, and perhaps making him more likely to seek a more humane solution to the health care system's problems. The attendant news coverage can... Uh, have a similar effect on other members of Congress who are governed by fear of the voters' displeasure. It might also encourage other citizens to get involved. But the public performance is driven by a logic for, focused on the location of power and the process of policy change. Trolling, on the other hand, is almost always focused on the feeling of power it gives the troll, the power to enrage and outrage. But frankly, that's the easy part. Anybody can make somebody else mad especially if you're using pose of rebelliousness in transgression to punch downward on behalf of those at the top. That doesn't mean it can't serve a purpose. Trump's brave stance in defense of jerky, jerkishness was a key part of his appeal, so it probably brought out a significant number of people to vote who might not have otherwise. But in the end, if the most important thing to you is how many people you've ticked off, you probably haven't accomplished much at all. No, that's that's of truth. But you know, Lyle and I, we, we, we've kind of been punching down, punching, 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 punching for many years. And uh, we've made a difference. We've made people listen. And uh, they're still listening, you know. And we're giving people a lot to think about. And uh, to this day, I've talked to people who've listened to our show mm-hmm. many years ago and still amazed at the stuff that we said on that program.
the leak does not come from Russia. Do we credibly have access? Yes, very obviously. Very, very few people can be said to definitely have access to the source of the leak. The people saying it, it is not Russian are those who do not have access. And moreover, where the hacks originated are no real bearing on what they had revealed, which was the both the Democrat Party uh, and failed Democratic presidential nominee Hillary Clinton were corrupt. If Hillary Clinton had not connived with the DNC to fix the primary schedule to disadvantage Bernie, had not received advance notice of live debate questions used against Bernie, had not accepted massive dose donations to the Clinton Foundation and family members in return for uh, foreign policy influence, had not failed to distance herself from some very weird and troubling people, then perhaps she would have won. Yeah. And it felt as if the lightning speed spread of this unconfirmed Russian hacker conspiracy among liberal media outlets was therefore nothing more than an attempt by liberal Democrats and their media sycophants to uh, deflect blame for Clinton's epic loss. And boy, she I was because she was a lousy candidate. Yeah, yeah. With a lousy team around her. It says Murray's post was the second time in two days that a former ambassador had cast doubt on the theory. Speaking Sunday on CBS News, John Bolton former U.S. Ambassador to the President. Throughout the 2016 presidential campaign, WikiLeaks over 30... Jeez. Again, uh, to mislead the public, to distract them from other things. And uh, John Bolton said this. Mm. And that goes on. But, you know. It's ter- uh, Anne Murray, who has been vocal before about the claim of Russian involvement, minced no words about where he, he placed um, the blame on the latest spin on the election. It's terrible that the prime conduit for the paranoid nonsense is a once great newspaper, the Washington Post, which far from investigating executive power, now is a sounding board for totally evidence-free, anonymous source briefing of utter bullshit from the executive, uh, he, he wrote. Please share the story, you know, uh, what you think about former ambassadors, Craig Murray and John Bolton's both dismissing claims the Russian hackers interfered. So, uh, but, I, you know, I, I knew it was, a, that was, it was just a crock, you know? Mm-hmm. It was just a crock, because they, they jumped on it just to, you know, try to invalidate the, uh, you saying that um, talks about the uh, how everybody overlooks all the other atrocities other than the Holocaust, you know. Mm-hmm. And it shows that um, uh, some of the some of the real other Holocaust the many Holocaust. You know, not just remember the Jews, you know, the Jewish Holocaust, but there were so many others that are you know, never mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, the great American banquet yeah. What's the matter there, Vicky? You want to join the conversation, I guess, huh? No, she's calling us. Oh, she's calling us. I don't know what. Oh, his so, blue dogs. What's he up there? Oh, this was interesting. Uh, this was a very, very interesting. Um, Let's put that on. Uh, yeah, it really was. Um, in fact, I'll just mention what it is. Um, we just have a few minutes, so let yeah. get it on soon. Yeah, this talks about uh, about uh, Obama's army of tens of thousands of paid inst- instigators. You know, so um, and he's uh, he's interviewing a guy about it. This columnist, author of the Great American Bank Robbery, and he is writing on what is the resistance, the shadow government being formed by Barack Obama. And first of all, uh, thank you very much, and uh, my congratulations on uh, outstanding reporting. I, I I wonder to what degree. Uh, the national liberal media will even pay an ounce of attention. Will they have the courage, the principle, to report on the things that you and I are talking about here tonight? 
Well, of course not. I mean, you've got a Obama-friendly media, and they're they're going to try and cover this up and keep it on the the QT as long as they can, so that Obama can get this, like I was calling it in the column, a, a shadow government, build this up. Uh, I, I don't think Republicans know what they're up against here. He's quietly building this shadow opposition government to sabotage Trump and Republicans as well in their policies, while at the same time saving his his own legacy. And he's doing all this through a radical Alinsky group that he founded called Organizing for Action, OFA. And they've got an army of agitators, and they are going to, they're fanning out, they're going to hit Republicans even harder next week when they go home for recess back to their home districts. And and we're watching some of that unfold in the congressional town hall meetings, Uh, some of it being styled as Republicans and conservatives, uh, rising up against their rep- their Republican or conservative representatives, which is utter nonsense, as, you, as we both know. I, uh, how serious do you believe this is? We're talking about, as you suggest in the column, some something north of 30,000 people in uh, OFA, and, and you they didn't even tip their hat. It could have been organization organizing for America, uh, but it had to be uh, for action. Uh, wh- where where is this headed? Right. Well, they took it out of the uh, Obama campaign in 2012. It was part of that campaign, and they turned it into a 501c4 so they don't have to show their donors. And what they're doing, so basically starts as a training center, and they put these, uh, these aren't like the rabble from Occupy Wall Street or even Black Lives Matter. These are professionally trained agitators. They're schooled in Alinsky's uh, Rat Rules for Radicals uh, tactics at at a program that lasts six weeks. And that's about 32,000 who have gone through that, over 32,000. They've got another 25,000 who are under training now, and they've, and they've got another big training summit coming up in March. And we haven't seen the worst of these protests. These are, these are really going to hit hard. But Obama's the guy who's behind all this. Uh, he's the mastermind. If you look at his website, down in the little print, his new website, right. post-presidency, little t- agate type down there, Two organizations listed. Um, uh, one is, I don't know if you can see this, OFA, right. Organizing for Action. The other is the Obama Foundation. And eventually they're gonna, he wants to merge them, and if they can get the DNC, which uh, Obama wants to uh, get his guy Tom Perez, this radical civil rights uh, chief he had, right. in, the, in the helm at the DNC, you get all this together, then they get the proprietary a database of uh, the voters from OFA, which is licensed, and they've never shared that before with the DNC. You get the email list, millions of Obama supporters from OFA, and you get the uh, the donor list. And once the DNC gets that, you have a superstructure. Uh, and that's going to be a formidable and around, organizing infrastructure. And around, around that organizing superstructure that, that will be unprecedented, you already have uh, Many, uh, if not most, of the technology, the large technology firms are already in alliance with him, as is the national left-wing media, as is the national left-wing uh, uh, academia, our colleges and uh, universities, uh, and of course really the left-wing media. And so it is a it is <laughs> an extraordinary uh, development, and they mean uh, business uh, when it comes to obstructing and bringing down this administration. Paul, we would like you to come back uh, as, as soon as you can uh, and to continue the discussion on this because this is the critical issue right now, I believe, facing the country. This guy's book goes. Well, joining me now, Paul Sperry, New uh, York Post columnist, author of The Great American Bank Robbery. Yeah, I wanted to mention the name of the book, uh, Paul Sperry and the Robbery, The Great American Bank Robbery. Mm-hmm. Right, and you might want to check that out. But um, that'd be certainly worth people's while. I say so. Yeah, I'm grateful that uh, um, grateful that uh, that's that's out there. So anyway, I want to thank everybody tonight who joined us. Um, we appreciate your joining us, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you again later. Right, Lena? Yep. Say good night, Lena. And Lana. we'll be on next week. So, lots of news, folks. I don't know. You just really don't know what to think some of the time. (laughs) You read it and you think, well, maybe I should wait and kind of absorb it and then make it a 
Good night, folks. We'll talk to you next time. Have a great week.